In the watch enthusiast universe, the watch enthusiasts are represented by two separate yet equally unimportant human beings. KC, who has nothing, and John John, who knows nothing. This is their podcast. The KC and John John Show! Hello everybody, and welcome to the 65th inaugural episode of KC and... John John! That's right. Welcome back. Another week, another episode, because, uh, you know, we, we're extremely punctual. We never miss a week, ever. Yeah, no. Never. Uh, which is why, like, in, you know, two years, we have 65 episodes. Yeah, we're so dedicated. <laughs> so incredibly dedicated. To delivering top quality content weekly. We, we do the best we can. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, standards are relative. Um, the same way that time is not time is relative, <laughs> numbers are relative. So you know, yeah, just roll with it. Just just let us have this. So uh, we are unfortunately, I think, skipping over uh, the product placement pond uh, this week. Uh, yeah, like we... I feel, I feel like we haven't really been watching enough movies. Yeah, or, or shows, or shows. Actually, well, uh, okay. To be fair, I have been watching mm-hmm. some anime. Right, and I but, have been. I just started watching Arcane, which is the uh, oh, animated right. show based on, on League Netflix, of Legends. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't couldn't be less any, interested. I don't expect any um, product placement there. Product, yeah. yeah. Aside I, from aside from the product being League of Legends, correct. And um, yeah. I've been watching The Expanse uh, in anticipation of season six coming out soon. Okay, uh, and. See, you know, the expanse being set a couple of hundred years in the future. Um, nope, nope, no, no, no product placement as of yet. At least um, not of any current brands. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't really do the pond right now. Uh, so we're going to move on to what we've been covering a lot recently, which is breaking news. Yes, there's a fair bit of well, new watches, which we will discuss later. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing that caught my eye earlier this week was the um i believe michael jordan's uh investment into uh-huh. watchbox which yeah. is as we know it's a second-hand marketplace for watches pre-owned pre-owned watches. pre-owned sorry sorry pre-owned yeah, watches right. pre-loved mm-hmm. pre-loved that's right yeah never never say used it's terrible yeah yeah just, it's just uh, like me i'm all i'm all constantly pre-loved <laughs> and, yeah, so so uh, Watchbox, I think we've mentioned it as well, right? A couple of weeks yeah. ago about how they were sort of expanding, getting um, investments. Um, they're apparently considering an IPO, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently they had another round of financing. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jordan was one of the people who decided to invest. Yeah, apparently there are a fair bit of athletes who are invested mm-hmm. into... Um, watch box, mm-hmm. none of which that I think we're familiar with, aside from Michael Jordan, because Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. That's right. Um, um, at the very least, uh, we're more familiar with Michael Jordan than any of the others. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because uh, anyone, you know, who watches the NBA probably has a better idea. Uh, yes. Like Marshall. So, for example, if you happen to know these other athletes and you would like to discuss about these athletes, other than <laughs> Michael Jordan, to someone... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, direct your conversation towards @marsh underscore kai on Instagram. Uh, I'm sure he'll be more than happy to talk uh, basketball with you. Oh, and if you have any complaints, you can direct them there as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so any any um, complaints about us not knowing about these basketball players can also be directed like, towards like um, Milwaukee Bucks star and reigning championship MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I, I like how how confidently that started and how it just sputtered out towards the end. It's just like and the no, bo, bo, bo. So, sorry sorry Giannis. Yeah. Directly complaints to Marshall. If you would like to join the podcast, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. Um but yeah, apparently we, this we, round we of have had we have had uh, commenters um wanting to you know straighten out facts. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. 
so yeah, that, if that'll you be straight out the pronunciation of your name please do so yep you're very welcome uh, to and apparently watchbox raised like 160 165 million mm-hmm. in this financing round and they're apparently going to have about 300 million dollars in revenue this year yeah and so, apparently the valuation of the company is around a billion dollars as well which is which is insane. pretty insane yeah uh, can, can i just say that you know um i i i don't know if you've been like sort of keeping up with um stock valuations of companies and stuff especially in mm-hmm. the us mm-hmm. but it's pretty fucking insane because like tesla i think is the most valuable comp one of the most valuable companies in the world right now yeah like the most valuable car company in the world right now yeah uh they're valued at more than what volkswagen and toyota are valued at i think combined and, as well right and like the combined value of combined like no, is like, value of Toyota and Volkswagen? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I, I haven't. I haven't really been keeping I, up with that. Like the valuation. I, I don't. The think valuation so. I of think Tesla just above... was like worth more than the combined value of like some of the biggest car companies. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of the biggest, but I think not more than Volkswagen plus Toyota. I don't think right. at least. But either way, it's insane because Tesla makes a fraction of the cars that Volkswagen makes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even another brand, I think it's, I don't remember if it's Rivian or if mm-hmm. it's Lucid, but it's again, it's, it's one of these up, up and coming EV brands. And mm-hmm. again, they're like valued higher than a lot of mainstream car brands, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty insane. I mean, okay, yes, EVs are the future. Like, you know, the future is going to be filled with electric cars because of yeah. you know, carbon emissions, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, that's pretty insane. I mean, it's not like Volkswagen doesn't make their own electric cars, mm-hmm. right? So I, I don't know where all this valuation is coming from, but what the hell do I know, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, it's just so much money in and around the stock market at the moment that... yeah. The valuation of things are just crazy. Like, would you say They're, speculation? I don't know. I don't know. But it, it's also a lot like watches, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, the value of these things are just shooting up like crazy. And, you know, people keep saying it's a bubble. Yeah. But the values keep going up anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Which I guess goes back to why a Watchbox can be valued at a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. explains the amount of revenue that they're generating or at least um, the amount of revenue that people are expecting them to generate in yeah. the future right yeah, i suppose so yeah um that's watchbox uh just i i was gonna say burning true money but no they're not they're they're earning true money <laughs> just <laughs> insanely like people burning true money or people like uber right i yeah. think who have been burning true money like crazy but yeah watchbox is not watchbox it's just attracting so much investment it's fucking insane mm-hmm. but yeah i think that's enough that's enough financial news for the week yes uh, we can move on to watch news mm-hmm. so some since watchbox sells some pre-owned watches mm-hmm. at uh, or pre-loved watches at a uh, very loving prices i'll say mm-hmm. uh they've also you know they'll, they'll be looking forward to having some new watches in their collection or yeah. in their inventory, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a couple of candidates this week. Yeah, especially right. some of like you know some of these watches are would be pretty desirable. Mm-hmm. Um, Others maybe less so, but maybe we'll see. We'll see. But so we'll get yeah, started we on see. the first one, which is compulsory. Compulsory. Uh, th- that's been a lot of like these. It's going on for a while. <laughs> Uh, there's been a lot of these motorcyclists today, which has been very irritating. Today in particular? Today in particular. Like, interesting. It's been a constant thing where, like, you have these super bikes just going up and down my area. Oh, no. They've, they've been locked in for a long time. Things are opening up. Yeah, time to yeah. take a ride. Time to, you know, donate those organs while they're still healthy. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, uh, anyway. first, the, the first um, desirable future well future desirable watch on watchbox mm-hmm. 
is a watch that we're somewhat familiar with by yes. Constantine Chaikin, yes. the Joker. We're yeah. familiar with that. Mm -hmm. uh, the newest iteration of it uh, has taken inspiration from Despicable Me yes. and its minions. Yeah. We, of course it had to be, right? Like, Of course. What what else matters from Despicable Me? Nothing. No. Is the answer. Certainly not Steve Carell's vocal performance. No. Like, who even no. gives a shit? It's yeah. all about minions. Like, he peaked that 40-year-old um, virgin. Correct. <laughs> also <laughs> The Office, but yeah. <laughs> the what? Hey. <laughs> As in, watch The Office and also watch your mouth. But... <laughs> But yeah, so um, I mean, the Constantine, the Constantine Shaikin Joker, yeah. um, is, is a canvas I think that lends itself very well to watches like this. Yeah, and yeah, like these cute, uh, whimsical kind of watches, mm -hmm. and it it is adorable. Uh, though I will say it's not my personal favorite. Hmm. What's your take on it? Uh, I mean, I, I was never really into the Minions anyway. Like, they were pretty much yeah. created for the sole purpose of selling merchandise. Of they kinda bas they're basically like the Ewoks of um, Despicable Me, right? Correct. I, I was going to say Jar Jar Binks, but Jar Jar Binks was a failure. So, <laughs> nah, they're more like the Ewoks, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why would you even go for Jar Jar? Because Jar Jar was also, well intentionally created to be a marketing uh, or at least merchandising piece. Yeah, but in, in the end, it was just like the most annoying thing that ever happened to the Star Wars yeah, universe, people right? people just fucking hated it. And for <laughs> fucking good reason as well. How would? <laughs> no. No. I will, I will quit this podcast. I am so telling sad. You <laughs> oh my god! But anyway, anyway, so um, basically, basically, like we're all we're familiar with the Joker mm -hmm. kind of look. Um, yep. This now it's just a minion was, version. It basically, of it. looks like a, a minion. The straps mm -hmm. are in denim. Yep. I do like a cool. nice denim strap. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's really as far as you need to know yeah. about this watch. You've got the standard eyes, I mean, mm -hmm. marking the hours and minutes, and you've got a tongue functioning as the yeah, moon the face. Moon yeah. yeah. It, it is cute. I'll give mm -hmm. it that. It's just not for me. Though, I do wonder, is this an official thing? Like, is it officially... Um, yeah. So, yeah, so they, they worked with um, Despicable Me. I mean, was it DreamWorks behind Despicable Me? I don't know who's behind I... it. Think so. Yeah. Did they? Um, is, well, it's a it's a limited edition of thirty eight pieces, and you can get it directly from Constantine Chaikin. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but I, I assume I assume that would have had to be a collaboration of some sort, because like you know, you got you need to get the rights to use the image and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Though I don't know if there's a way to argue that it's not, but. Yeah, I mean, anyone who looks at this is, is immediately going to yeah, know what yeah, it exactly. is. Yeah, exactly. You know right. what it is. Yeah, I, I just hope the people who enjoy this Pickle Me and Minions have, uh, you know, 14,000 euros lying around to buy this mm -hmm. watch. But they probably are. They're probably. out there. Yeah. I mean, so, since it's a limited edition, people might just buy it for the investment. Mm, and, to sell it to Watchbox, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Watchbox will sell it for like three or four times the price. Yeah. So, um, speaking of watches that may eventually be incredibly hyped up, uh, mm -hmm. our friendly eponymous Malaysian brand um, <laughs> has recently released a new watch uh, mm -hmm. with the same system as they've done before, because of course, uh, it's the Ming 3705. Uh, yeah, so, so it's, I think, their first moon phase, I think. The first moon phase and also first date. Right. The first watch with a date complication. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so they've got, you know, it's a very standard Ming design. If yeah. I can say standard Ming design, because I mean, obviously the Ming designs are very unique. Aesthetically speaking, they're, yeah. they're you know, very different from a lot of things that are out there. The but, standard uh, design language. That Ming uses. Yeah. And... 
uh, except at this time there's a little you know moon phase indicator at six, yeah. which is interestingly not your typical moon phase disc. Yeah, but instead it's a ring. Sort of, it's like a yeah, glowing ring. Like, yeah, so so it's almost like a lunar eclipse. Yeah, that, yeah, I think that, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. That gradually fills up. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of this kind of moon phase. I don't mm -hmm. know. It, it almost feels like it could be a power reserve instead of the moon phase. Yeah, I just wonder but, if it works. <laughs> I wonder if it you know lines up. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so, especially so the, they... especially with the date, right? Like, I wonder. Mm. <clears throat> I think this was probably on horror dick, but like, you know, there may be thirty five days in November, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you'll the, never you know. The thirty fifth of Dean November. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it it comes with uh, a Slida SW two eight eight. Uh, which is basically sort of like a man, you know. Um, I can't remember the exact name of the movement, but it's the mm -hmm. ETA two eight series, the manual winding version of that, mm -hmm. the Salita equivalent, but obviously highly modified to have the moon face there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I I like it aesthetically speaking. I think it's a good yeah. looking watch. Uh, as it's also a beautifully are. a beautifully finished and modified movement as well. Agreed. Very nice yeah. movement. Uh, like nice, like blacked out plates and yeah, a nice mix, right? Like the blacked out plates. What, what do you call it? Like the black black polishing. Is that what you call it? Is that black polishing? I don't know. So black polishing is technically mirror finishing. Yeah. So I don't know if this is mirror finishing, strictly speaking, but mm -hmm. it, it's black plated, at least. Mm -hmm. But I mean, regardless of like the level of finishing in terms of like pelage and anglage and all that yeah. kind of stuff, um, it is still at its core a very good looking movement, regardless yeah. of all that. Yeah, I think absolutely. So, yeah, I think so. Cool. Uh, kudos I think to that. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, QC wise, we'll see. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, I think this is, I think this is a fairly, you know, uh, robust movement. The moon face is not a particularly a uh, new way of like you know uh, a new modification or a new module so yeah. personally speaking i don't foresee too many issues with this but we'll see we'll see yeah like uh, we'll we'll wait for customers to receive these watches first and yep. then uh we can discuss more about it despite mm -hmm. having said that we never really wanted to talk about being again on the show yeah hopefully um, not Oh, but, I, I um, do want to mention one thing. Uh, speaking of the previous show, right? Yes. Um, okay, so two things. Firstly, uh, people who want to buy this watch, as I mentioned, it's the same system. You have to be an existing customer to order a certain number of watches. Yeah. Right? Like, there were 350 total. A certain number were allocated to existing customers and yeah. then a certain amount for the general public. Yeah. Um, for the existing customers, they specifically mentioned that if you bought a, a Ming in the secondary market, you don't count. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, cool. As uh, Unless your money has gone to Ming directly, mm. you don't count. Uh, and secondly, uh, I've been looking at Instagram and I've noticed, I think, a couple of um, the previous watch that we mentioned, which mm -hmm. the name I don't remember anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. The one with the GMT hand that, I mean, not GMT hand, but the jumping hour hand that you couldn't really set properly. Mm -hmm. um, apparently they've been fixed and sent back Okay, and they're starting to trickle in and apparently for now at least they seem to be fairly well um, I don't know what the word is like at, at the very least they're set fairly accurate, accurately so you know mm -hmm. the hour hands and minute hands actually line up but yeah. we'll see whether it stands up to long term use I guess yeah, yeah. and uh, I think I think there has been also been a bit of complaints about the the buying process for this particular watch in the sense where of course some people have reported that it basically sold out in seconds mm -hmm. who knows probably bots or something like that mm -hmm. um but on our our favorite southeast asian country watch group mm -hmm. uh not not naming which country not naming which watch group yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i think there was there was one person who did comment where they said that it had sold out 
mm-hmm. but then they refresh the page and apparently they made it to the sales page. Yeah. And like all three of them managed to get the watch. So mm-hmm. uh, that's weird, but you know, congrats, I suppose. Yeah. Congrats are in order. Uh, but also what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and also why would you post about that? But yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. It's I like, Hey, understand. I bought a watch. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, it's oh, well, like, as... you know, at least, at least, at least post an NWA post, right? Yeah. Not post like, Hey, I've ordered a watch with, yeah. I think, a, was it nine months waiting time? I've, I have no idea, man. Something like that. I don't remember, but yeah, probably, probably. Mm. So yeah, uh, that's, that's the, another candidate, I suppose, for the new, yeah. uh, inventory at the watch box. Yeah. And then finally we have one more that I will say actually took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hodinki and Timex yes. have gone together to make a collab. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's in their Waterbury line of watches, I guess is the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's sort of this like old school, um, skin diver inspired yeah. sort of watch. Yeah. Uh, it's got, a fairly thin case. Uh, it's got a fairly simple graduated bezel, uh, a three six nine dial with nice. a bit of grain to it, and simple yeah. baton hands. Yeah, nice. And yeah, uh, it's very simple, mm-hmm. but it is pretty good looking. Yeah, I mean they they do the simple stuff very well. Um, Agree. I honestly at like. First glance, it kind of reminded me of the, uh, I want to say Caravelle? Right. right. The Bulova, the yeah, Bulova series, Caravelle Devil yeah. Diver or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a very classic design. Uh, mm-hmm. And also when you see the 369 numerals. Yeah. Most would think Explorer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a, <coughs> sorry, it's a good looking watch. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's also got the Hodinkee name on it, so of course, even that it's uh, how much is it? Two hundred and seventy nine dollars, mm-hmm. which is um, not terrible. Yeah, um, you know you can probably expect to see it on the second hand market for maybe two or three times its price as well, because you know Hodinkee. So uh, apparently, um, these watches, right? So I was looking at it, and apparently they're not um. Uh, numbered yeah it's just that the quantities are limited okay and unlike a lot of other watches uh that have been released by hodinki uh they're actually still available right now nice yeah so it's kind of cool and also uh one interesting detail i noticed so like beyond you know like stuff like the green dial which is pretty cool yeah um the red seconds hand which is a nice pop of color as well mm-hmm. uh They've got something interesting on the case back. So mm-hmm. um, it's not engraved or anything. They're not, there's actually, I, I don't think the Hodinki name appears other than uh, in black on the grain dial itself to the point where it's barely visible, which is very yeah. cool. Um, but on the case back, they've sort of done like, um, what, what, what's it called? Like, you know, you've got the usual um divots where you can put the case back opening tools right uh-huh, yes. to open a case back yeah uh but you know how rolex does it where it's sort of like a fluted ring mm-hmm. right where you can't use mm-hmm. the normal tool right yeah they've sort of added that effect to the case back okay which is interesting mm-hmm. because they exist in addition to the normal divots okay so yeah interesting look but yeah that's 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 the Timex Waterbury and Hodinkee watch. Um, apparently still available for sale. So if you mm-hmm. like it, go ahead and get it. I would consider it, but eh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah, a skin this... diver, 100 meters, water resistant, but push-pull crown. Yeah. Um, but, the yeah, crown also says bad, wow. Though. Not bad at all. Oh, does it? The crown also says wow. I had no idea. Oh, oh it does. No, I, yeah. I, I think technically that's the Waterbury logo. It means something, but I don't remember what it means. 
Watches of Waterbury. Perhaps. <laughs> or are you actually looking that up? <laughs> no, I have no idea. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather it. I'd rather it just be wow. Honestly. World of Warcraft. <laughs> world of world Warcraft. Of, world nice. of Waterbury. Nice. Nice. Okay, so um, <laughs> this watch, if it pops up on Watchbox, is going to be you know a bit further down the uh, list as far as uh, prices go, at the very yeah. least. Uh, but yeah, speaking of prices and you know watches that appear on Watchbox, um, yeah, Hodinki having done having done something good with this Waterbury edition mm-hmm. has of course had to come up with something stupid as well because balance. <laughs> Yin and Yang. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Everything in life requires balance, right? mm -hmm. So uh, they've done a profile on someone named... Oh, God. This is going to sound racist, but I swear it's not. And also, I can't be racist because I'm Chinese. But it's also because we're Chinese, yeah. Yes. Uh, Lung Lung Tun. I would say... I thought it was like Lung Lung Tun. Tun Lung Lung? Lung Lung Tun. Lung Lung Tun. Or look, lung, if, lung, look, I, if, I, you, if you have, if you want to correct us, uh, please contact you know where us. To go. And yeah, if you want to correct us, contact us. If you want to complain, contact Marshall. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, so they did an article on her, uh, a, a profile of her, I guess, which is fine. It's fair enough. I, I I don't mind that at all. There's no issue with that because apparently she's a celebrity in the watch world because she's one of the leading lady collectors. Yeah, uh, I mean, watches. like we've we have already discussed that um, perhaps the fairer sex have not been represented enough mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. watch world. So it's nice to see uh, a high profile female collector. Also, she's Asian. Yep. So that's so, cool. Yeah. So it's cool. But we exactly. have some and great. She, and she also she also has a uh, she was also. Uh, part of a rival podcast um, called The Waiting List. That, oh. And they say they represent a voice for Chinese collectors. Interesting. Um, okay. But, hey, we are also here. Casey and John, John, you know. Come on. We represent, we represent a voice for Malaysian, <laughs> Northern Malaysian collectors. <laughs> <laughs> the official podcast of uh, the Penang Horological Appreciation Group. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so okay. We, I, I, I will confess firstly that I have not read through this article mm-hmm. because um, I think you firstly, stopped after a certain part. That is correct. That is correct. Like I reached a certain part and I was just like, yeah, yeah fuck this. Which so which in a way this is kind of our griper's garage. Or maybe it's Casey's Griper's Garage at the moment. True, true. But you, you, I'm sure you'll be chipping in with your Gripe as well in the bit. Oh, maybe. I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, so, I'm, I'm, so... I mean, I'm not, I'm not well known to complain much, but... But I think this will get you good, you know, despite your reticence for complaining. Yeah. Uh, firstly, I want to thank Horodic because I think he was the one who posted this story and uh, highlighted mm-hmm. this to me, I think, at least. Mm-hmm. Or actually, no, 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 it was not. It was Jeff. It was Jeff uh, at the Dutch Mongolian who mm-hmm. who actually highlighted this part of the article and then noticing that he mentioned the word Malaysia tagged me because obviously. Yeah. Of uh, course. Of course. And the, Jeff, I'm, partic- I'm Malaysian as well, by the way. This, despite how many despite how, how many times Casey wants to insist that I'm Aussie, which I'm not. You're from Stryer, mate? Nah, mate. Yeah, mate. So, um... Fittingly, uh, with you know the whole Chinese superstition, uh, this this I stopped at the fourth paragraph. <laughs> paragraph number you mean four, three A, three A. <laughs> <laughs> and I I will read this paragraph or at least the first half of it verbatim because this is where I stopped. Right. Mm-hmm. So the initial part is sort of like a bit of background of her, who she is, and what she stands for. Yeah. Uh, this part goes uh, a quote from her. My family was never into high-end brands, she says. Mm-hmm. Malaysia and Taiwan are way less flashy than Singapore or Hong Kong in terms of Asian cultures. Mm-hmm. So I was raised relatively conservative. My yeah. parents had a standard gold Rolex, and when I think back to when I was younger, I knew I wanted a good watch. 
And that's when you stopped. That's when I stopped until I think uh, Vic, because I reposted this this story and Vic Dalal yeah. highlighted uh, the next sentence to me, which was, mm-hmm. she would read magazines and see ads for Richard Mill and Hublot and she rebelliously lusted after these loud watches. Mm-hmm. What? Why? Oh, uh, there is there is so much to unpack mm-hmm. that I I cannot. You you start. I cannot. I cannot. I was I gonna ask, I was gonna ask you <laughs> to start, but okay. Uh, um, I cannot. Look, I feel like, like doing the podcast. You know how like how I quit reading the article? I feel like quitting the podcast after reading that article again. But yeah, go ahead. But like like how we say time is relative. Mm-hmm. Um I guess high-end watches are also uh, relative. Or, or how you consider uh high-end watches, that's also relative. Mm-hmm. You know someone's Rolex so someone might consider a Rolex as a high-end brand and mm-hmm. some might consider it as, you know, a rich man's Seiko. Yep. I guess. But Look, uh, who's the judge? So uh, I, to give this a bit of context, she's mentioning Malaysia and Taiwan. Apparently she grew up in Singapore, but her dad was Malaysian, right? And her um, mother's Taiwanese. Her mother's Taiwanese. So uh, she mentions that you know, Malaysia and Taiwan, because her parents are from there, are way less flashy. So, because they are less flashy, all yeah. they wore was a standard gold Rolex. Yeah. What? As opposed to... I don't know. Like, I guess I haven't spent enough time in Singapore. <laughs> uh, nor to, do I want a, to. A standard gold AP... Royal Oak, I guess. Standard Gold AP. Look, like, yeah. I, 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 I kind of disagree with this statement because there are a lot of people who want to flash oh, yeah. their wealth here. Bruh. That's I mean, the thing. I mean, if you, if you go on a certain Southeast Asian country that mm-hmm. we may or may not live in, watch mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. on uh, uh, Facebook. Meta. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, in the metaverse. <laughs> um <laughs> There's a lot of people who are very happy to flash plenty. whatever nonsense they they have decided to buy, or yes. you know even even like the receipt of <laughs> what they bought, right? Correct. <laughs> Correct. <coughs> so apparently that's a flex as well, the receipt. So but, I mean, I, so with with that statement, that, that that's kind of like the part that I that I disagree with. Okay, the part I disagree with is. Standard they are Rolex. not flashy. Yeah, they are not flashy. Therefore, they wear a standard gold Rolex. In what fucking universe mm-hmm. is a gold Rolex not a flashy watch? Um, I guess in Malaysia and Taiwan. Or, no, I guess in Singapore and Hong oh, Kong. Yeah, yeah right? I suppose. What, what the fuck? Like, how, does it get much flashier than a gold Rolex? I guess you can have the Rolex Daytona Safari. Mm. Was it the Safari that had the wild, yeah, rain, the, the leopard print like, kind of thing? Yeah, right? the leopard print. Yeah. you know, may, maybe that would have been you know flashy mm-hmm. for her at least. I I don't know. It, it's just I want to call it gatekeeping in a way. <laughs> I don't know. You I know? feel I, I I don't think I don't think it's gatekeeping. And like we 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 don't know how she grew up. Yes, or her background. So perhaps to Correct. her, you know, that's that may be the case. And I think if you don't, if you think that a standard gold Rolex isn't particularly flashy or a, or a high end brand, then I guess that's your want, right? Yeah, right. So yeah, apparently she rebelliously lusted after loud watches like Richard Mill and Hublot. So apparently, if you wear a gold Rolex, that's not flashy because that's old school. Because that's just like you know, it, it's too old school to be flashy. And old school is conservative. Old school is 
boring. So in order to actually be flashy, you have to sort of like, you know, get these incredibly hyper-modern avant-garde watches like Richard Mill and Hublot, which, you know, is, at, at least as far as I think I'm concerned, is, I apologize, I've been having a little bit too much beer, but it's it's almost like the antithesis of a good watch. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that Richard Mill is not a good watch. I mean, the technology behind it, you know, as far as carbon fiber and the construction of the movement and all that, Richard Mill is, you know, it's a good watch, but mm-hmm. it's also, you know, just also flashy for flash's sake, I guess you could say. Well, she does say that, you know, she wanted to buy these watches. Because they're loud. Asp- aspired to buy these watches. Yeah. Uh, in opposition so, of her supposedly conservative, in the sense of watches, I suppose, upbringing. Yes. So Richard Mill, fine. But I wouldn't say a Hublot is a flasher watch than a gold Rolex. Yeah. At least to most people. Because everyone knows what a Rolex is. Not many people know what a Hublot is. A Hublot is louder. It's yeah. more brash, more garish, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make it more flashy, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess if you if you consider the spirit of Big Bang, I think that's like a, a poor man's Richard Mille. Yeah. Or even a poor man's Royal Oak, really. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I... Wh- whatever. Um, I, I'm just personally... <sighs> I don't know. I cannot, la bro. I cannot. <laughs> I just cannot. So, I mean, it, it then goes on to a list of her her four watches that she likes. Um, the first mm-hmm. one is an Audemars Piguet Royal Oak Day-Date Moon Phase. Yep. The second one is an Audemars Piguet Royal Oak Double Balance Wheel Open Work in Frosted White Gold. Mm-hmm. Really catchy name. Um, and then after that, it's an Audemars Piguet Carolina Bucci Limited Edition Royal Oak. And then, surprisingly, it's an Elange and Zon <laughs> Sort of bucking the trend there. Sort of. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess I, I reckon the... I don't know. I, I want to say that the, the Royal Oak thing is perhaps slight influence from uh, What's-His-Face... Horror loop, uh huh, yeah. Um, and I don't know. Like, I guess if you if you enjoy the Royal Oak look, then there are very hardcore AP collectors like sure. Horror Loop, and I um, mean, there's a very high price for them as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, I I think the the day date moon face thing looks kind of cool. It does. I, I'm a fan so of the for, frosted for white all, gold. For an all gold watch, that's that's also quite nice. Agreed. My personal my personal favorite would be either the Casio or the Presidential Day Date from Rolex. Right. Oh, sorry, I'm watching football at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Hey, hey, um, this, this is for this is for my fantasy football team. Okay, but anyway. Yeah, that, that matters <laughs> a lot. Uh, my personal favorite is the white gold, frosted white gold, but. I mean, okay, if you're talking about my personal favorite from Royal Oak series, uh, I think my mm-hmm. favorite is actually the rose gold. The frosted rose gold is actually my favorite. Uh, but this white gold open dial version is also pretty good looking. I mean, my, I don't... Hmm? No, my my personal favorite Royal Oak and probably one of my like actual grail watches is... Can I guess? What? The Black Panther? I mean, it has to be, right? Yeah. We, yeah, we gave course. it our, our personal um, Casey and our John seal John of approval. award, yearly award <laughs> for fuck up of the year. So, <laughs> But yeah, but anyway, the, what is my, yours? My, mm-hmm. real, my real actual grail would be the, uh, the Jubilee edition, the Queen's Jubilee edition, Royal I actually don't know that. In with a salmon dial. With the salmon doll. Let me just look that up. Oh, okay. I see. Yes. That's, yeah, that's a classic for sure. Yeah. Um, so it's still got the... the Huge AP. Yeah. No, 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 no. No? That's not the one. Oh, it's not? 
No, it's not. I mean, let well, me look it up as well, actually. It's going to Odima Pige Royal Oak Jubilee 20th. So I don't know which other one you could mean. It's the 14802 yeah, ST, that's the one. right? Yeah, it's got a huge Not, AP yeah. at, at 12. Yeah. But also, but also the, uh, but also like the, it, like, how would you say? Printed, what? printed Audemars Piguet. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. On top uh, of the yeah. ta Grand Tapisserie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, is this the Grand or Petit Tapisserie? Petit. Right. The Grand is the offshore. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, that that's apparently her idea of a watch that's not flashy, a, a yeah. solid gold Rolex. No, 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 no. I mean, because that is because a solid gold Rolex is considered not flashy, but she wants a flashy watch. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, her idea of a so watch that isn't it's flashy is an all gold old mappy gay. Is a flashy watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um, um <laughs> I mean, the frosted gold one is also. Pretty sick. Mm, it, it is. It's a great watch. I, I do enjoy it a lot, mm -hmm. for sure. But yeah, um, can can we think of you know any other watches that aren't flashy? Watches that aren't flashy but actually are flashy. Mm. Uh, I can't think of anything other than Rolex. To be frank. <laughs> <laughs> Because anything else, mm. especially in Malaysia, is if it's not a Rolex, it's not flashy. Yeah. Right. Well, By Malaysian standards, Rolex is the well, most... people here do enjoy Panerais as well. That's true. Hublot but... is also pretty massive. BNR. Yeah, but again, as we've mentioned, that sort of caters to a certain crowd. I suppose. Right? If you're talking about general flash, like a, a flashy watch that anyone would recognize... It still has to be a gold Rolex, I think. Yeah. Because people recognize the bracelet, you know, the presidential day-date bracelet. Yeah. People recognize the uh, Cyclops tree. Yeah. People just know. People just recognize it. So I really can't think of anything else. Panerai and Hublot, of course. For I mean, for... that's why that's why people get a Rolex, right? Because you, it's instantly recognizable. Yeah. It's like, a symbol. Even, even, even with the, uh, what do you call it? The oyster bracelet. Mm -hmm. Just the combination of the case and the bracelet, you're like that's that's a Rolex. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, like, so I, I agree. I agree with you in the sense where, like, if you're getting if you're getting a Rolex, that's already flashy. Yeah, that's true. So it doesn't even have to be gold, and the fact that it is in gold is just yeah. like even more so. Yeah, agreed. <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> But I feel Crazy. you're just. You're, I feel you're judging this uh, this collector, you know, without knowing, not knowing her. So maybe we might receive some complaints. We probably will, but I I think personally I will generally make this complaint about anyone who is, at least in my opinion, this out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> because I how far removed do you have to be from the world yeah. to think that a gold Rolex is not flashy enough? <laughs> That's very fair. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, you know, different strokes for different folks, yeah. different standards, everything's relative, yeah. even flash. But yeah. come on, standard gold Rolex. I, I, the st that, th those first three of, words. First of, first of all, uh, standard... <laughs> You either choose a standard Rolex or you choose a gold Rolex, right? Correct. Thank you. <laughs> if she had, if she had said like standard Submariner, like standard yeah. Submariner, they just yeah. I I would be fine. Yeah. I would be okay with that. Yeah. Standard gold Rolex. But I, actually, I, I kind of want to expand it to the to the later part of this particular sentence. Okay. Which is. Where she says, you know, my parents had a standard gold Rolex. And when mm -hmm. I think back to when I was younger, I knew I wanted a good watch. So mm -hmm. does that kind of imply that a standard gold Rolex isn't a good watch? So or or you... am I just like overthinking this particular sentence? No, I, I think you are interpreting her sentence correctly. 
<laughs> but I agree with the sentiment, so I'm not bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I I think a gold Rolex, I think a standard gold Rolex, is not a good watch. So, okay. Yeah. It's what would you consider? Piece a, of junk. What would you consider a good watch? You know any of the watches that I have. Uh huh. Not not biased at all. Not biased. I I have a fantastic collection of watches. You know, like the uh, we've got on the Atelier Wen. Yeah, but that's, this is not mine, unfortunately. This is still here on review on loan. I'm getting has a bit it been? of. It's been a couple of months. Uh, they haven't gotten back to me about about sending this out, and mm-hmm. from what I've heard, the last guy who had this watch also had it for a couple of months. Okay. So I'm not stressing about it. Uh, I'm just enjoying my time with it, and you know, I'll be frank. Mm-hmm. I haven't worn it much, especially in the past month when the yeah. Omega arrived. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, the Omegas, right? Mm-hmm. The standard steel Omegas. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know, now that they're gone, <laughs> now that they're gone, I I can finally give this a bit of wrist time again, Fair and enough. it's been fun. It's been good. I I forgot and, how much I like this watch. And you and you've also somehow introduced this to another person that is somewhat close to me. Who? Uh, my father. Oh right, yes. You mean introduce the watch? Yes. Okay, I yes. I, I sort of intru- in- interpreted that as introduce you to oh, someone right. who's already close to you. So I was oh, like, okay. wait, what? Right. But yes. Uh, yes, you've introduced. So you've introduced this particular watch to a person to that s- is somewhat close to me. Correct. Somewhat yeah. close. Somewhat close. Not not too close. Close-ish. Yeah. Close-ish. Like an acquaintance. Yeah, so like, uh, I, I, you, you, I met your dad, and yes. he. So, here, here's a question though. So, your dad, you know, obviously an older Malaysian gentleman. Yes. Um, he noticed the watch. Yeah. Now I've worn many watches, and I've met him many times, and he's never really mentioned any of my watches before. Mm-hmm. You know, he's never gone like, "Oh, what are you wearing?" Yeah. But this, mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. So now the question is, yeah, does that make an atelier win? Yeah, a flashy watch. <laughs> I mean, um, he noticed it. He also, asked also about know, it. Also, knowing my dad, um, mm-hmm. he was probably wearing the Nautilus at the at the time, right? Yes. Yeah. Which speaks volumes. So atelier win. Correct. Atelier win. You're up there. Hey, you're up there. Do you wanna do you wanna send a watch over to John John as well? <laughs> and John John's dad, maybe. And John John's dad. Yeah, because I mean, it, it's a good looking watch, and he actually noticed it. He was like, "Oh, yeah. what watch is that?" I pass it to him, and he was like, "Oh, it's it's Wen," and there's like some Chinese words on this. Yeah. It's from it's is it a Chinese watch? And I was like, "Yeah, it's like a Chinese watch. It's like." Uh, a watch company that's founded by like two Chinese guys and two French yep. guys and he was like oh that, that's very interesting mm-hmm. it's a very nice watch the blue is very nice and then he specifically mentioned was like uh, oh are the hands also blue yeah and then he sort of angled the watch and he was like oh yeah it's also blue under light it's blue mm-hmm. and he was like so fascinated by this and then his next question was did John buy one? <laughs> <laughs> No, John is still John is waiting for Atelier One to send a watch to him. Yes. Yeah. John John is still waiting for a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so so I mean, if you're talking about flashy, yeah. I mean uh, guys like your dad, you know, they yeah. obviously know their watches. So they he's yeah. got a Nautilus. He's obviously gonna notice a gold Rolex because that's flashy. Yeah. By any standards. And I yeah. will say I will take that to the fuck I will die on that hill. But yeah. Apparently, I mean, this is—it's is not a, that's not a big hill to die on, but apparently, this for apparently, least, yeah, <laughs> for one so, person, <laughs> for one person. And does that put this watch on that level? So he puts the watch on the level of the Nautilus, right? Right. Yeah, it's, it's at least it's up big, there. Big praise. I think it's a very yeah. big praise. So I mean, I tell you when now you know your yeah. watches are up there, are flashy, very flashy. <laughs> Some some would say the flashiest. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just short of maybe a gold Nautilus, or maybe or maybe a gold Atelier one. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. Let's come up with a gold Atelier one. Uh, the Casey and Atelier one with Casey and John, 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 John. John. John edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, limited production, but not numbered. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know, uh, I think we've, we've covered everything that we want to talk about today. Mm -hmm. um, we've raised new standards. We've broken news. And um, it's time for us to end the podcast. Uh, before we end, though, a little bit of a heads up. Uh, the next couple of weeks are going to be fucking intense. Yeah. So, obviously, in about two weeks' time, I'm getting married. Yes. Yay me. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, I think my colleague at work, uh, his wife is also due to give birth. Mm -hmm. So he'll be taking about two weeks leave roughly at the same time when I'm getting mm -hmm. married. In fact, if I remember right, the expected date of delivery is on exactly the same day as my wedding. Nice. Yeah. Which so, is also my father's birthday, by the way. Correct. So it's a, it's a triple trend. And... Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, so, so it's really it's really a triple like that day itself will be a triple threat for me because I have a lot okay. of shit to do. Right. Aside from yes, you aside do. from aside from your, uh, like being all part the, of all, my the, all the all the traditional stuff that we have to do in the morning. Mm -hmm. Being part of your wedding. Mm -hmm. um, have a meal. And, and also, yeah, spending time with my father. Uh, mm -hmm. I also have to take a PCR test. Yeah, a, a COVID PCR to yes. you know prove because, that you're because you're going back to order, order where to you came from in order to travel. Yeah, to I go have back to where you came from. Test. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm from just emphasizing. I came. Yes, correct. So, yeah. Uh, so John will be so in back a couple in of weeks. I will be back in Melbourne. In so Australia. if any of, yeah. any of my Melbourne friends are listening, hi Anthony. Um. <laughs> You should have organized your Christmas party a bit later, but you know it's it's all right. No hard feelings. <laughs> so there'll be that. There'll be the fact that you know I'm a newlywed, plus the fact that my colleagues on leave, so I have to cover yeah. his shifts. And also, John uh, John is going back to Melbourne. Maybe yes. quite difficult to record, but we'll you know we'll we'll do our best. We'll do our best. Yeah. Uh, we have a target, which we are not going to mention until the target <laughs> is achieved. Yeah. Uh, but we will do our best yeah. to hit that target. But those, uh, those, who, those who know us and know our personalities mm. and our brand of humor, you should be yeah. anticipating something very special. Correct. And on that hugely foreshadowing note, <laughs> it's time to end the podcast. Uh, thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Casey and John John show. The Casey and John John show may cause abdominal discomfort, flatulence, reduced sex drive, and alcohol dependence. The Casey and John John show is approved by one out of 10 doctors. Casey and John John do not take any responsibility for any side effects experienced from listening to their podcast.